You never figured on this, did you? Live the life, leave the life, ain't no big thing. He used to talk that shit all the time and he believed it, you know what I'm saying? What's up, baby? Talk that shit now. You know, uh, you're right. It's, it's kind of hard to be in here right now. He scare you, don't he? You know, I'm just saying. He scares me. Yeah. See, if he did, you know, I could carry it better. Coming up to what we did, you know, you kind of expect that. Waiting on it. See, the thing is, you only got to fuck up once. Be a little slow, be a little late, just once. And how you ain't gonna never be slow, never be late? You can't plan for no shit like this, man. It's life. your goal and you're trying to get to this thing you've been working on it's like when you're taking the test and you study for the test and you're not sure of the answer is multiple choice you've been prepping for this but sometimes life will get the best of you that's what this playoffs has been about you know whose will is stronger who's mentally stronger who is emotionally in check so much going to these games. Preparation, your IQ, your emotional intelligence, your basketball skills, the things you worked on in the summer. So much goes into this. And then you got to play the games. Injuries happen. You don't have your shots not falling tonight. referee's not giving you a good whistle so much goes in it and so the reason why I brought up that clip because how you not going to be slow and just a little bit late Phoenix didn't know they was going to play their worst game of the year in game 7 they just played their worst game of the year if, they, if that simulation happened 100 times they probably won that game 80% of the time at least 50 how many of them will be actually be blowouts? You can't control nothing like that. It just happens. Middleton goes down. You get hurt. Dylan Brooks gets suspended for you know basically two games. Gets ejected early in the game. Gets suspended for two. I, I don't. I didn't get that. I didn't get the uh, suspension. Gary Payton Jr., he gets hurt on a hard playoff file. You don't, you know, I'm sure Brooks is not trying to hurt him, but Brooks is trying to send a message. So how are you going to be not ever late or too early? You can be too early sometimes. That's what these playoffs look like to me. It's just like, who's going to be on time? The team that's on time is the team that's going to win the championship. Always show up on time. I never get to a party too early, and I never get there too late. And, you know, we just trying to figure out whose time is it. 
because everybody else is going to be a little slow and a little late. My point in all this is you got to watch the games and you'll see what I'm saying. Who makes the timely shots? Who misses the timely shot? Who misses the layups? Who misses the free throws? Who turns the ball over? Who can't get into their offense? Who's not playing defense? Who's not getting back? Do you think they don't want to get back? On defense, you think a player wants to miss a shot? So let's look at these playoffs and see who is on time. It's about timing. Because if you're a little late on that pick, you hesitate on that shot, you overthink that free throw, going to be a little bit slow and a little bit late. Hey, what up though, y'all? Good morning for the Culture Podcast. Make sure you tap in on For the Culture, I-V-T-H-E-K-U-L-T-U-R-E on Instagram. It's the same on TikTok, catch me on my IG page, Azus, A-Y-Z-U-E-S underscore, and also the For the Culture podcast, tap in with me. I'm going to be putting little TikTok things out there shortly on those uh, platforms. Step it up a little bit. Yeah, so let's get into it. Today I'm recording. Today's Tuesday, May 17th. Uh, I'm just going to do some uh, quick recaps just so we can... See where my thoughts are. Just my thoughts. See where we at. Um, I want to react to the Mavs versus Sun series. I, uh, I put my picks, my game seven picks on um, IG. Um, I got it wrong. I picked the Bucks and I picked the Suns. And it was game seven. Uh, let's get to the Mavs Sun series first. CP3, he got wore down. Father Time reared his ugly head. He turned 37 a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago, since he had that 14 for 14 performance. And what it was is Jason Kidd, who's a great coach. Well, I would say, let me not use great. Let me use is a very good coach. Trending to a great coach. He played the PG position, the point guard position for a long time. And he knows when you get older and you play those games every other night in the playoffs, it catches up to the body, especially for the, especially for the older players. The recovery time. It's not that you can't play the game at the high level. It's when you're young, your recovery time is so swift. You get older. You kind of need three, two to three days off in between games. That's where age shows itself. 37 is a relative, it's not relatively young. It's a young guy. It's a young man. But in the basketball world, that's an old senior citizen. Even, you know, being young is 37. And Jason Kidd, he just made it rough for him. He played chess. He said, I'm going to make it as hard as I possibly can for CP3. He ran him off picks. He switched them on people, bump him, you know, uh, set picks, set hard picks on him, just just abuse him. And the totality led to what's being rumored or alleged that he had a quad injury. I believe he did. He was limping around. No excuses. The playoffs, game six, you know, I've been watching basketball for a long time and, you know, 89, 89 Magic pulled his hammy. Byron Scott couldn't play. It happens. Uh, 91, Pistons got old. They, they, didn't get, they weren't old in age. We're talking about old in duration. Of, they had long battles in the playoffs, and it was just the Bulls' time. You know, people say, oh, well, he beat the old Pistons and the old uh, Lakers. Lakers got to the finals. The Pistons got to the conference finals. So they were good enough to get there. The Bulls and the Pistons were just better. 
you know, injuries have always been a key part of this. If you guys remember the Golden State Warriors versus the Raptors and uh, our good brother KD, he got hurt. He popped his Achilles. If he doesn't get hurt, I mean, Warriors win that series, I would think. But that's part of it. The Warriors have had a lot of luck. Game seven, Chris Paul got hurt against the Houston Rockets. Well, when he was playing for the Rockets, it happens. And it sucks. And it really does. You'd be like, man, if it, you know, only if they didn't get hurt. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love got hurt in that Warriors finals. So injuries are part of basketball. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. We can come back and talk about Luca. Luca Doncic, the Don, the Don, man, homie, homie special. That kid, he nice, man. I was chatting with my guys in the uh, group chat, and he, that boy different, and he's he's so. Arrogant. I don't even want to call it arrogance. It's like a arrogant confidence. It's like a naive confidence because he's just laughing and smiling. And he stated that the NBA was easier to score. And he's backing that up in the playoffs, man. And, you know, he said the thing to, to you know, book and CP3 and those guys in Phoenix. Everybody love to talk when they up. You know, I know as a ball player, as a hooper, everybody love to talk that, that you know, you up. You know, going to 11, 5 on 5 at the Joe Dumars in Detroit, basketball city, you know, guys talk chirping. They up 7-3 and they talking. And they clapping their hands and they going woofing at you. And you're like, all right, you know, you want to talk? All right, let's go. You know, and you pop them. You come back and you pop them 11-7, 11-9. Yeah, ain't nobody talking. You got to back it up with your play. So far, Luka is backing it up. I mean, he's got the step back, the step back spin, which I've never really seen anyone do as, as consistently as he does it. Step back spin. He can get to his spot anytime he wants. He can take your center off the dribble on the pick. He could take your guard, back them down, and then you got to stay in front of him. And what's odd, and, you know, me, I, I was, uh, I like to think I was a somewhat quick player fast player, but sometimes people be like, my move was slow. Like a Paul Pierce, but I, you know, I watch MJ and I try to like have um, pace. I try to make sure my timing wasn't the same every time. Like Floyd said, he would change up his, his rhythm in the fight. So what Luca does, even though he's not fast, he, he changes his pace on his dribble. So slow is quick. Quick is slow, you know. And then he just takes off because he can body. He, his, his quickness is his strength. So once he gets by you, he puts that shoulder on you, and you're, you're gone. It's over, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I like to see that he, he changes his rhythm up. It's not that he's slow. He's, he's, he, he's trying to put you on the yo-yo. He's trying to put you on a string. He's trying to play you like a puppet. And uh, this kid is, uh, I mean, he can stay healthy and keep himself in shape. I mean, I, I liken him to LeBron James. It's the same game. He's a better scorer than LeBron. And that's saying a lot, y'all. So LeBron is a hell of a scorer. He's just a little bit better scorer. I think LeBron and him get to the basket at the same pace. Um, I mean, I think he's, what is he, Larry Bird, Larry Bird with Le Magic Johnson, I mean, with a, a LeBron James game, you know, you know, I don't know why we do that. We always compare the white players to the white players, but he, he's got a lot of Paul Pierce in him. He got LeBron in him. I think we just compare him to Bird because you see, you know, he's a very smart player. But we never compare LeBron to Bird, and he's one of the smartest players ever. We compare him to probably Magic. So I get it, right? Luka is special. And uh, the Warriors, and I don't want to step on my work, the Warriors, they can't be coming out condescending, cocky, arrogant, 
aloof. You guys have not won the championship in several years. You have championship DNA. And I, I listened to Bill Simmons, and he made a great analogy or a great point, I should say. He said the Warriors are caught in between two eras. They're caught in the era where their, their championship DNA might be just a little long in the tooth, not too much. Steph Curry, since he chased down Ray Allen's three-point record, he's been struggling. Uh, I I don't know if that's be due to age or the injury he had earlier or all of the above. We'll see next year. He looks good out there, but he's never been the best closer to me. Um, but he, he has closed games. I'm not saying he doesn't close, but, you know, you like to see him close more games. Um, we're not sure of the Clay Thompson yet. He's not the same player. It's going to take him a little time to see if he gets back. You can't really judge him. He was out for two years. You just can't, you don't play basketball for three months. You know, it takes time to get it, get it back. Um, you need the reps. You got to get the reps, the rhythm. And, uh, so I'm not sure yet on those guys, but they better be ready when they play Luka because Dallas plays hell of a defense. Um, the coaching between him and Steve Curry, that's going to be very interesting. But, you know, Luka, Luka is the truth. I mean, I, I mean, he may, between him, Giannis, Durant, him, Giannis, Durant, we'll see what Kawhi is when he gets back. And uh, uh, the Joker, Djokovic. Those are your best players in the NBA. Um, we'll see with Luca. Luca can win this whole thing. He's that good. Um, Aiton. This is what happens when you, as an ownership group, have to make tough decisions. And we seem to think in this NBA that the center position has been played out. I'm not sure about that. But what I know I'm sure about is maybe the center position contractually is not where it used to be. They're like running backs now. You need a great running back, but got, you know, you know after a few years you don't want to pay him uh, more money as they get older. Um, Aiton should have got his contract extension, no question. And when you let these things linger with young guys or even older men or older women, young women, young men, humans in general, right? This stuff will rear his ugly head at some point. And we saw the last dance, Scottie Pippen wasn't getting his paper. Now, here you are in the game seven at home. And I don't know what happened to Aiton. I've heard some takes. Monty Williams, seems from everything I hear, he's, he's like Tony Dungy. He's like just a great spiritual man. He's been through some stuff, you know, lose his wife and everything. I mean, his demeanor on the court is... I mean, he just, he was a hell of a coach. He deserved the coach of the year to me. He was one of, definitely one of the elite coaches that was deserving of it. Um, Aiton seems like a good guy. I mean, his motor, I mean, CP3 had to get on, get on him about his motor. That's something that I see could be somewhat of a problem. Um, But I think for the most part, Aiton is the key from Phoenix being really good to being great. And for some reason, he only got five shots. He played 17 minutes. I don't know what happened on that. Um, you never want to appear as you quit on your team. But man, you're not getting paid. Everybody else on your team is getting paid. You don't feel your value as a person, as a man, as a teammate. And then you only get five shots. 
in 17 minutes of a game. Now, honestly, that sounds like there's some motor there if that's where he was taking issue at. Like, yo, get me the damn ball. But, you know, we also need to see you on the defensive end, blocking shots, getting rebounds, you know, making your presence felt on that side. But I'm not going to beat up on Aiton because, man, I can't knock him not getting this paper. You like to tell a guy to, you know, play through that. Yeah, but we all didn't have jobs, and, you know, you feel like you're not getting paid what you're worth and you're seeing other people come to the door making more money. It affects you, and it takes a really strong person to to uh, work through that. But I understand this frustration. Uh, we just have to see what happens. Uh, CP3 is Father Time caught him. I I definitely will see that more teams will pay, play CP3 the way that Jason Kidd did throughout the course of next season. Um, he's not washed. Um, I just think that he's just showing t signs of a blueprint of how to guard you because of old age. So Phoenix is going to have to look at how they tweak this team. But in addition to tweaking it, what are you going to do with Aiton? Do you go to Phoenix and say, hey, you want to do a sign and trade for Gobert? I don't think they lose a beat with Gobert. He lacks less offensively, but Chris Paul can work with that. But he's probably better defensively. No, he's not probably. He's better defensively. I don't know what y'all think. It's like, I don't see how Aiton comes back here after this. You know, Monty Williams is, is a well-respected man in the NBA. Very respected. And Book made some comments in regards to, you know, it wasn't sounding very favorable. If I can find a clip, I'll put it at the end of this. But, like, it, it's, I don't know. Phoenix, gonna, I mean, Miles Bridges, he he looks great. It looks like he could take over and be your point. He'd be your slash two. But where was he in this series? I mean, got to be careful because Dallas could be just better than we thought they were. And Boston could be better than we thought they were. And Brooklyn's not as bad as we thought they were, right? You know, maybe if Brooklyn doesn't see Boston, maybe they can get through it. Now, I doubt if they beat Milwaukee. I don't know if they beat Miami, but you just don't know. So, you got it. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback. They had a phenomenal season. Um, the playoffs is the grind. And you have to try to figure out, is it... The best player going to take the series over and win? Or does the best team a, best team of players, do they beat the best player? You know, the Pistons didn't have when they played the Boston, uh, not the Boston Celtics. Well, the Boston too. They didn't have the best player. Larry Bird was probably the best player. You know, he was the best player. The Pistons had a better team, but they had a great player, too. They had a Hall of Famer, too, Isaiah, right? Bad Boy Pistons didn't have the best player. The Chicago Bulls were the best player, uh, was Michael Jordan. So, usually on, on those fronts, something has to give at some point. It's, it's not always going to be the best player on the court wins. It's going to be the team that's the best team. I think Giannis was the best player in the Milwaukee series. You know, at times looked like Holiday was the second best player sometimes, at least in the closing moments of games. But Tatum and Brown were a hell of a players, and they, they came through. So... We got to be careful when we look at this uh, Phoenix Sun seams and critique Aiton. And, you know, in the morning, man, there'll be so much going on recording this. Like, it's always everything. When I would be just sitting here, just chilling, y'all, uh, working throughout my day, 
very little noise. As soon as I start to do a podcast, I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night, 1 a.m. or in the morning, it's just always some commotion. But anyway, you got to be careful of uh, Monday morning quarterbacking this because Aiton is a hell of a player. You don't want to just, he's restricted. You just don't want to walk for nothing. But you don't know if he's worth that major, major bag. That's the Phoenix got some tough decisions. situation between him and the front office you know I just you know I care about him as a as a brother um you know it's just making sure his mental is right you know making sure he's straight off the court um just making sure he's in the, in the right position um and we have that type of relationship um I mean whatever happens happens you know it's kind of hard to look so far in the future and try to determine your future um just have to be ready to go second part of my question is there's always that chatter uh, about the Doncic or anything. Like, what do you say to that? You know, when where he fits in this this team compared to what could have should have been that 18 draft. Um, I think you know they did that for the year that they got drafted, and I think they do that every year. You know, but between each top picks, you know, so it's something that just goes along. I think they're both focused on their own careers. Um, Obviously, probably have a little motivation there. Just like I look back at the 2015 draft, and I was like, "Oh, I was better than I thought I should get drafted then." Like that's just the nature of the games. Yeah, we're back. Uh, talking about the Bucks, uh, the Bucks, man. They uh, they run it back next year, man. I, I was telling my partner, I said, "Man, that PJ Tucker, man. They're missing PJ Tucker." Uh nah, nah. He, you know, I, we sometimes concentrate too much on the um on the primary guys and forget the others or the ancillaries or the key role players. Tucker guarding KD last year was the difference. KD lit him up. He couldn't guard AD, KD, excuse me, Kevin Durant, but he was able to occupy him. You know, he was able to occupy Black Wall Street, you know, KD, you know what I'm saying? He was able to make a presence there. And KD felt that. And, you know, you put different guys on him throughout the course of the game, you know. You know, Michael Jordan doesn't win six titles if he doesn't have Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen wins no titles probably without Jordan. Maybe he wins one, right? So you you know you need you need key components, and I'm not comparing Scottie Pippen to Tucker in terms of talent, but I'm talking about being able to put that guy on the other team's best offensive player, and not have your main offensive player have to carry both loads. That's hard, especially in the playoffs and and throughout a career. You just can't be, you know the best offensive player than taking the best defensive assignments. Now, you might take it in in certain points, key points in the game, but you can't do that all game long, right? And I think missing Tucker was important for Milwaukee, and then obviously Middleton getting hurt. Um, so, you know, I think that was the difference. You know, in Boston, Tatum and those guys, I think they just had the better team. But they have a Hall of Fame 
player in Jason Tatum. And I'm throwing up quotation marks. It's very early. But, you know, if he keeps playing like this and they win a title this year, he plays like this for the next eight to ten years because he's only 22, 23. He might be 24. It, You know, he's got ten more years, nine more years of prime. He takes care of his body. He's only going to get stronger and better. So, you know, Boston just had the better team due to injuries. And we talk about this. Injuries happen. It's part of the game. And, you know, we can all play that. Well, if Middleton would get hurt, and I, I'm with you, I, I say that all the time too, but the reality of it is availability is also the key component in winning championships. That's a talent in itself, not getting hurt. It's not something you can really necessarily control. You can work out and do all types of different workouts and eat right and get enough rest and try not to be heavy on the alcohol and the scars and not too many blunts and joints. You know, that stuff helps, but it can also hinder you, you know, so, you know, it's about a balance. But if you just get hurt, if you're hurt prone, you're hurt prone. I had an ankle problem. I always seem to turn my ankle. But outside of that, I didn't really get hurt that much. And I started doing calf raises, strengthening my ankles, learning how to come down. Um, it did affect me in terms of my reckless abandon of going to the basket because I was afraid I was going to step on someone's ankle. So I got my mid-range game really tight. And I extended my three-point game out a little bit. So those are the things you try to do in there. But that, you know, it's not easy. Injuries are part of the game. Injuries are such a key component to the luck of winning the championship. So Milwaukee, just tweak it a little bit next year. You got Giannis, you got Holiday. Try to get Giannis some help. You know, I think Clay Matthews, I see him out there. I just, when he's hitting the shot, he doesn't look like the guy that was pre-Achilles. Um, and I hate, you know, talking down on these professional athletes because they're best players in the world. But he seemed to be uh, not um, a very good defensive player. And if he's not hitting his shot, it start you start becoming a liability. Um, but, yeah. So Milwaukee will be back next year. They got Giannis. They can hold their head high. That championship run, it takes a a, a a toll on your body. You know, you get the least amount of rest and you got to strap back up and go right back to it. So, you know, I'm going to shout out uh, Giannis. He had a hell of a playoffs. Drew Holiday was phenomenal. Yeah, Boston. I'm just going to touch on them briefly already. Boston was a uh, very, very uh, well coached, a really good defensive team. Tatum, smart, Brown, Horford, you know, they got some they got some pieces. I don't know all those guys' names offhand, but by the by by the looks of it, by the end of the playoffs, I'm gonna know that whole roster because they could be very well holding up that championship banner. Um defensively they're phenomenal. Offensively they have enough. Um so, you know, the Tatum is evolving. He's turning into a very special player. He's knocked out KD. He knocked out Giannis. Um, I always used to wonder who was better, Tatum or Brown, Tatum or Brown. Um, in the playoffs, it's clearly Tatum. It's clearly Tatum. So shout out to Tatum. Uh, shout out to the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. Uh, we're going to sit back and enjoy these games tonight. I'm going to make my picks now. So I'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to take the Celtics and six over Miami. Miami's got a hell of a team. Miami is good enough to win the whole thing. I just think Boston has the better team. I think they're going to steal home court and they're going to wrap it up in Boston and six. My, um, I'm going to save it for another podcast after I watch a couple of games and I'll give you my breakdowns of that series. You know, I'm a person that likes to see it. Let me foreshadow 
a little bit. I think Boston has the best score on the court um, than in Tatum. But Boston has to understand their margin of error against Miami is much smaller than it was with Milwaukee. And I know that sounds blasphemy, but the sense is Miami is going to play just as hard every night. And they got a they got a guy named Jimmy Butler over there that knows how to wheel his team. Um, but you know, I don't know if Butler has enough. Both have great head coaches. Both have a great culture. You know, I'm just I think, you know, Tatum is the difference. Should be a great series. It's gonna be I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's going to be an offensive series or a defensive series. I know both teams are, are great defensive teams. But for some reason, I think this is going to be a, a fantastic offensive series. We'll, we'll see. Um, when it comes to the Warriors and Dallas, well, I, I've said the Celtics in six. I'm also going to take the Warriors in six. I don't feel as confident on the Warriors Dallas pick. I'm I'm not a hundred percent confident on Boston beating Miami, but I'm on a roll with it because I feel like you know that's probably the right answer for the most part. But this one here is a little tricky because the Warriors, one of my favorite teams, you know, um, um I've adopted them from being from Detroit, the Bay Area. It's one of my favorite places. Have an affinity, have a relationship with that area. Um, I do a lot of business out in Silicon Valley in the Bay Area. I got family out there, so got you know, the Bay is like close to my heart. But I gotta call the team out, and you can't be out there front runners and this is no shot at clay thompson because clay he comes when he when y'all when we need clay when the warriors need clay he there he bring his a gang when they got their backs against the wall he come to play and he we don't even know if he's gonna get all the way back yet we'll see he probably will pretty close but draymond and curry's Steph Curry, all that talking y'all doing, just play the damn game, man. Yeah, I know you got to talk that talk. You got to talk that swag sometimes, but y'all been there before. Act like you've been there. Play on the court. We ain't got a one, two, three every time you hit a three, Steph. We know you the man. We know you can shoot, but close. Because that all that talking with Luka... Get you put out the playoffs. Who's gonna guard Luca? Draymond, Wiggins. Who who you you can? It's gonna have to be by committee. This is not the same Warriors team that won that first title. They had Livingston and Matt Barnes and Iguodala out there. They had some vets coming off the bench. You got some relatively young guys. Wiggins is not young, but the experience side is young. Um, Poole. Um, he's a relatively young player, highly confident, all smart players, you know, but, you know, they have their, their core of nucleus of bench players are young. That's their new, you know, the Warriors are set up nice. They already have their future right there. And they're in the midst of trying to win another title, which they certainly can do. But they got to focus. Because <laughs> Luca is not gonna give y'all nothing, and he gonna be, and he's Dallas is the probably the hardest team to close out because of Luca, and Luca is probably the best player left in the playoffs. So I'm picking the Warriors because of the championship DNA, but Stephen Curry has to understand that he has to make sure. He doesn't turn that ball over. He makes sound basketball decisions. We get on Wessel Westbrook because he turns the ball over and we'll call Chris Paul out once in a while when he has a bad game because it's so 
rare, right? But we never call Steph Curry out for some of these passes he be making and some of these ill-advised shots he takes. And then the shots he misses in the closing minutes of a game, six minutes or less. Yeah, he closes at times. But not more often than not, he comes up a little bit short. Um, I think, you know, once we look at these games over the next two days, as I'll, I'll pod again. I'm just trying to get this content out before I start work. Um, we'll see what, this, what it look like. I'm picking the Warriors because I think they have the better team. Dallas has something. Dallas could win the whole thing. I don't know if they could beat Boston. They probably could beat Miami. We got to see if they get past the Warriors. The Warriors, I don't know if they beat Boston. I'm not sure they beat Miami. You know, because they just... And I know Memphis is a very good team. And Memphis was really good. But it's just something, the eye test. I'm just don't... They scare me. Like Phoenix, we were seeing that. Like something wasn't right with them in the playoffs. Um, but I'm picking the Warriors at six, man, because they, they, they run their offensive sets. Um, Draymond, you know, as long as he can play within himself and not get into this back and forth with Luka and all that, I think they'll be fine. But this is going to be a tough six-game series. Both teams are going to be coming to play in the Mavs. They play defense, so, you know. We'll we'll come back and pod on that. That's all I got for y'all. I'm just trying to give y'all some content real quick. Yeah, this ain't my A game today. I just wanted to make sure I got it out. Um, we'll tap back in, and I have uh, a bonus clip of me uh, critiquing. Uh, what game was I critiquing? I don't even remember. It was last week. I was critiquing the game. Anyway, it's at the end of the clip. Uh, check it out. It's like 22 minutes. Just some good content. I don't want it to go to waste. Give you my thoughts on how I'm seeing the game and how I'm, you know, looking at it. Um, I look. I listen to a lot of people talk basketball, so I try to take a lot of information in it as well as what I'm seeing on the on the on the tape. So we be back at it. Um, and uh, hopefully I can get about three more of these podcasts off this week. Y'all have a great one. Appreciate y'all signing out. Peace. It's the Warriors and Grizzly. I don't know what game it is. I don't feel like listening to the podcast uh, that I recorded to find out. Uh, but just enjoy enjoy the content and, uh, you know, just me being in my space and in my zone talking to myself watching the game so i hope y'all enjoy it you know this uh it's kind of hard putting these thoughts out here sometimes you know what I'm saying you'd be listening to yourself like am, am i gonna put this out but i just say hell with it and i put it out um i'm looking at the listening the viewership and it's going up so i'm like somebody like it so this is for y'all peace yo what up though we are on the other side of the of the night. It's uh, May 14th. It's 8183. The Warriors, the dubs up on Memphis. It's an emergency podcast here. I think this is a really good game. I just want to do it live. Let's get my analysis. Like I stated on the podcast earlier, and Brooks makes a layup to tie at 83R with eight and a half minutes to go. Golden State's been very careless with the basketball. Oh, cool. With almost with an acrobatic reverse a la Air Jordan. Memphis, what you can see about them, they play excellent defense. They play excellent defense and They're keeping Golden State honest. They're being physical. Golden State's getting their shots. But since there's a lot of physicality to this game, Giannis had 44 in the last game, and 
Jason Tatum at 46. We'll tap in on that on the next pod. But, uh, you know, it, it makes the jump shots hard, you know, physicality. Um, so we can put this to rest. Memphis is not better without John Morant because you can see they're missing an offensive component. But Bain is playing very well. Jared Jackson is playing very well. Oh, Brooks with a step back. Oh, boy. Dylan Brooks has 30. Oh, great pass by Steph Curry. Draymond blew the layup. Looney with the rebound back out the pool. They get it to Looney. Bounces in to Green. Green with a great move over Jared. This game is going to come down to can Stephen Curry execute the offense in the last six minutes of the game. Great pool. Great save, pools. 87-86. The Warriors are up one. Clay has been unconscious this game. Nope. Jared, that's amazing. Jared can bring the ball up. These guys are the pool would be pool is an irritant. I love pool, but he's an irritant. Bain is going up for a shot after the clock, after the timeout. And you know how players don't like guys to shoot the ball, so when they shoot it, they block it in the air. But sometimes they just try to stop you from shooting. I don't know what Baines was still trying to shoot it. He's like, I'm going to get this shot off. And then Poole's like, hell no, you're not getting another look at it. I get it. What a game uh, between Milwaukee and Boston. Um, Jason Tatum, I told you he had to show up. I said it on the podcast. I picked Boston to win that game by a point. They won it by a few more points. Um, said Marcus Smart had to come out and be aggressive and forget about the last game and make shots to open the floor up. I said that. Um, I said Tatum had to, you know, not be so predictable offensively. He had four assists, not a lot of assists. But, you know, you like that four or five mark is where you like to see offensive players at. And he was just phenomenal, you know. He, he, he was able to, you know, keep Giannis from – dominating and sending him home. So you got to give Tatum his props. You know, he showed up in these playoffs. He's had some bad games. He's still working through the process of trying to elevate to that consistent superstar status. He's still a very young man. Um, I was impressed. I was very impressed. I mean, I was impressed in the Brooklyn series with the back and forth with him and KD and his defense on KD. Uh, Kevin Durant, but that was also a team effort, but he made a a great effort in keeping KD in front of him and just frustrating him. You know, I thought he was, he's a very good defensive player in my opinion, and he's a two-way player and his offense is phenomenal. Um, Mark Smart and Tatum Played very well for the for for Boston. Now Milwaukee didn't play a bad game. They just ran ran against the gauntlet. You know they ran against you know a team that didn't want to go home and lose. They wanted to continue to play. They wanted to force that game seven at TD Garden, and they were able to do that. Um. And they made a lot of three-point shots. And uh, they better bring some of that for game seven because you're not – Milwaukee's going to be tough to close out. You can't close out Boston. Boston is going to have a hard time trying to close Milwaukee out in Boston. So I look forward to, look forward to seeing that game. Memphis is stacked. 
uh, Brooks got 30 points. He got a lot of offensive moves. The step back, the side step back. He's a killer. Dylan Brooks, man, this Memphis team, they are they have arrived. They they're on they're on the clock. The Warriors better get it done tonight because this might be their last time as a as a team for a couple of years. What I love about Memphis is they get into their offensive steps, sets. Damn, Brooks, 89-87. These guys get into their offense. Steph Curry, come on, man. Be a dog. I need you. Stop looking for that three-point shot. Get the team in offense. Oh, they're good pass, Stephen Curry. Looney. Wiggins for three. Oh, yeah, they're going back and forth. Wiggins is, we talked about that before, you know, between Poole and Wiggins, you got to try to keep both of them. It might not be possible, but you got to try. 90-89. Oh, Wiggins with the steal. Yeah, you got to try to keep Wiggins. Because Toronto will pay him that bag to come back home. Ah, uh, Brooks can finish. Steph Curry from three. Oh, yeah. Just like that, Warriors up six, 95-89. And that's a great push out by Draymond to get Steph and Curry those looks. Those are looks I like to see Steph shoot more. He's spotting up. Off the dribbles, he's, he's the best off the dribble three-point shooter ever, but it's still a high de uh, degree of difficulty to shoot that shot. So, you know, I, I like for Steph to look for those looks more and then try to get everything off curls. I like at this stage in his career, you know, I think Reggie Miller, Rip Hamilton would be a good fit for him to be off the ball. And then I like to see him more facilitate the offense in the half court and not and stop turning the motherfucking ball over Steph Curry. It's not that having turnovers are bad sometimes. I don't not like that, but it's like when it's just careless passes. Like just they're careless. They're they're plays where he's just throwing some pickup ball pass. And it's like, no, you were in the conference semifinals of a closeout game. And you got these young bulls trying to take you down. You, you got to be an assassin. And he is my one of my favorite players of all time, Stephen Curry. But I got to call the spade a spade on this. Doing these live podcasts, man, late at night, man, they sometimes hard. My brain be moving so fast, I gotta like slow down when I'm talking. I gotta remind myself. This is perfect, relaxing. Watching the game, quiet. It's been a tough six months. With COVID and lockdowns and stuff like that, back and forth from New York to Detroit to Atlanta. But everybody's doing good. My family's doing good. The world seems, my world at least, seems to get back. To, it's getting back to some normalcy. Snoop is dominating with these Corona commercials. You got them Corona commercials talking about Crips. I don't know if y'all seen that one. I haven't seen it in a while, so they might have got a little pushback on that. I want to go to a hockey game. I couldn't tell you who's in the playoffs, but the 
hockey game be lit. I want to go there, drink some beers, and just get into it. Great shot by uh, Stephen Curry. Wardell Curry. Now, I heard Stephen A. Smith say, hey, you know, no, it was uh, Skip saying he's not as confident. It might have been Stephen A. Smith. And the Warriors to win the championship based on this series. And I would say, no. I mean, I feel that way too, because you see they're vulnerable. But Styles make fights. Memphis is a championship team, if anything, period. When Jaws out there, they're, they're, they're got it. They have a chance. And that's no cap on that. That's seriously. So these are heavyweight slug plus 15 round fights. Oh, Memphis might have ran out of gas, man. With the suspension of Brooks, with Baines having the back problem, and then Adams going into the COVID protocol, that might be the difference why Golden State gets to advance. Curry with the ball, great pass. Oh, yeah. We had the five-minute mark. That was Steph Curry just talking about the last six minutes of the game, getting your team into the offense, limiting your turnovers, getting good possessions, not having empty possessions. You're seeing where John Moran is missing here because although Memphis gets into good sets, they're missing John Moran to bail them out. So the Warriors are up 97-89 with 446 Adams at the line. That was a good file. I don't believe he's a good free throw shooter. It's the first one. So they're down seven. Experience is a major key right now. And not having John Moran out there, that's a huge, huge advantage for Golden State. So we can no longer say Memphis is better without John Moran. That's right. And what a move by the coaching staff to put Looney at center. When we were talking about that, me and my dog, Rizzo, about he's a good backup. But in this series, oh, good. Loader Jones, still a seven-point game, 99-92. So they still in this game with four minutes to go. But Looney is solid. He's not overplaying. He's not doing too much. Curry with a deep three. That brought the coffin out and the nails. And that's what I'm talking about, Steph. Close the deal. Yeah, this looks is over. These young guys are, uh, have to get a stop. And Golden State is on a 15-3 run in the last 327. It's 325 left in the game. That's that six-minute mark. I know what I'll be talking about. Steph Curry with another deep three. I don't like that shot, but I get it. Steph Curry with the drive. Another careless turnover, but they got lucky. You're a little reckless with the ball. Takes another three, three, deep three. Looney with a rebound. Thompson with a three. Bang, 105-92. Get him out of here. I mean, you know, Memphis, you know, you say, well, they, they don't have to hold their head down. No, no, no. This is a tough one for them. Uh, John Moran, if he has a, a knee bruise or whatever they're calling it, that tells me something's more wrong with the knee. That's a concern. He's having knee problems. 
you know, Adams being out with COVID, for the, you know, he had to be out for a significant time, you know. The turnaround time, I believe, for the league protocols is five days, but what if he's sick for two weeks, you know? That seems to be the average, even for healthy people, about seven to ten days. And then you got to play yourself back in shape. Then Brooks being suspended for basically two games, the beginning of the first game, which was warranted, which was an ejection, flagrant two. Then they get suspended an additional game. I don't know about that one. Um, you hate to see what happened with uh, Gary Payton Jr., but, you know, it happens sometimes. Clay Thompson. And I, t- I talked about that. I said Clay Thompson had to have a throwback game. I be knowing I'm talking about. I don't do all these podcasts all the time because sometimes I just gotta sit and watch the game because it's hard game to game to understand what you're looking at. You gotta really look at these teams. Maybe some other people can break it down a little quicker than I can, but I think my breakdowns are one of the best out there on television and, and podcasts or YouTube. Okay. Steph Curry got the rebound still. Brooks is on him. Let's see how we got 225 left. Let's see what Steph does to get the team into their offense. He drives to the basket, kicks back to Draymond. You don't let him have that. They're down 13. They got, oh, it's a foul. This is tough, man. 13 points with 210 left. You got to get a quick 6-0, run real real quick. And hopefully you can grind it out to, for the win. But, you know, it's very hard in these situations in the last two minutes of the game. No need 21 rebounds. Yeah, Memphis missing their shots now. They play hard, though. You know, they could have gave up in Memphis. They didn't lose on their floor. Steph Curry drives. One-hand floater. Locked. Play with the ball. Kicks to Steph Curry. Steph Curry with its three-point shot. And he nails it. He's playing pretty good. I'm going to give him a C-plus to close it out. C-plus B minus because he's had a lot of turnovers this game. He's out of control sometimes. But he hit the key shots. And they didn't play like some transplant tech guys today. They played like some boys from the Bay Area. Some California kids. Grinders, tough, smart, physical, efficient. You know, you get too caught up and we've been here before and feeling arrogant and, you know, the arrogance can be your downfall and they were a little too cocky. And I know that championship swag that you got to have because you've been champions, but, you know, it's been a minute. Since you won a title, the Lakers won one in the bubble. No, no, we had before the bubble, we had the Raptors won it, then the Lakers, and then last year, the Bucks. So it's been a minute since you guys won a title, and that was when Kevin uh, Durant was still, still there. It's just a whole new era, but you know, you still got the same nucleus, and I, you know, I'm a Huge fan of the Warriors. I, I went on my birthday a few years ago. I went to go see him play down in Oakland at the old Coliseum. And uh, the old stadium, I believe it's the Coliseum, to see my Pistons play. My Detroit Pistons won that day. <laughs> we won the battle. Golden State won the war. They won the title that year. 
2017, I believe. But, uh, you know, it's been a minute, so you got to tighten up your Timberlands, your construction boots, and uh, put your hard hat on and, you know, and match team's intensity because, you know, nothing's given. You got to take it. Oh, he threw a little jelly on that reverse layup. That was nice. Okay, Steph got a B. We get a B for the closeout. The Warriors need to stop booing Brooks because that boy, he balled out today. Well, these guys just went cold. Memphis went cold. 110-96. I got this one wrong. I picked Memphis, but I did give the blueprint of a Clay Thompson throwback game. Steph Curry keeping the turnovers down, especially in the fourth quarter. Pool staying aggressive. He didn't have a great game. Um, so now we have to see what happens with that Dallas as uh, Green and uh, Morant talk. I love Morant is a good kid. With Dallas and Phoenix, either series would be great. But, you know, you want to see Phoenix and Golden State. That should be a hell of a series. And then on Monday, you got the Boston versus Milwaukee. I don't know how I'm going to pick in that direction. It's going to be hard for me to pick against the champions. And they're giving each other good sportsmanship. And we talk, you know, sometimes you talk a lot of crap, a lot of smack on the court. You know, but in the end, it's all love. Ifode. I was at that Mount Rushmore concert uh, last Friday. A week ago today, or Saturday. A week ago Friday. Got to see four of my favorite rappers: Short Dog, Too Short, Ty Shaw, O'Shea Jackson, E40, Calvin Broadus, Snoop, and Earl Simmons. Ifode. Oh. It's a really good concert. I had a good time watching that. If y'all get a chance, go check them out. I'm signing out for the Culture Podcast. This is Emergency Podcast. I'll give you my analysis and drops on the uh, other games tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy your Saturday. Peace. Thank you.